So real quick, as you may know, our theme for May is food trends. And you may have already listened, but there's a podcast on the playlist that talks about using crickets as a sustainable and environmentally friendly alternative source of protein. Yeah, crickets, I know. This is not new, but it's new to the West, and it's pretty promising, you guys. Compared to beef, it has three times the protein, uses 15 times less water, and produces 2,000 times less methane gas. And crickets don't just use substantially less water than beef, they also use less water than whey, lentils, soy, and eggs. Not to mention that it's got all the amino acids that come with an animal protein, plus tons more calcium and iron than other sources of meat. I know you're wondering about the taste. So it's not super buggy, and it doesn't really taste like much. If anything, it's just got a slightly nutty flavor. So if you want to give this whole thing a shot, Chirps, a company that was on Shark Tank and got a deal with Mark Cuban, is giving us 15% off an entire order. They have chips made with cricket flour, protein powder, and even a cookie mix. And they're sending 10 lucky chapters a sample to try out at their next meeting. So go to eatchirps.com and use the coupon code CHIRPS for breakfast. That's C-H-I-R-P-S, the number four, breakfast, and you'll get 15% off your order. Give it a shot. Bug appetit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I am really excited. Today, I am actually talking to the two librarians that curated our playlist on libraries, Danny and Emily. They are librarians at our Meridian Library chapter, which is our first library partner chapter. So hi, Danny and Emily. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Happy Thank to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Um, so I the first question I have for you guys is, like, tell me a little bit about how you found Podcast Brunch Club and why uh, you're our first library partner. I, I'm really curious, like, what made you decide that Podcast Brunch Club was something you wanted to implement? And how have you found it? Yeah, so um, pod, a podcast like type book club situation is something I've wanted to do for quite a while. Um, in a library setting, I definitely have like had friends at other libraries who we've had this like exact discussion of like, oh man, wouldn't it be wonderful to just have like a room full of people to talk about these podcasts with? And, um, you know, so kind of having that same desire to be able to talk about what you listen to. And when I sort of was thinking about making that work in a library, I was like, man, this would be a really cool um, you know, combination with a program because we're sort of always trying to think of new and interesting ways to get people involved in the library. And it's definitely something that we weren't really doing. Um, so then, you know, just sort of doing some really cursory research and finding um, Podcast Brunch Club, I was like, oh my God, it's already happening and it's perfect. And like, <laughs> this is exactly what we want to do. So it was just so perfect and like such a great fit. So yeah, so excited. Well, and another aspect of what like propelled that was Emily and I's excitement about podcasts. So just like enthusiasm alone, we're like, let's do this. We met each other and it was like, what? You love podcasts too? Oh my gosh, let's talk about them forever. (laughs) (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah. That's exactly the reaction I had when I came up with the whole idea for Podcast Brunch Club. I was having that exact conversation with a friend of mine and I was like, oh yeah, actually this needs to be a thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We're so yeah. glad you made it a thing. Oh my gosh. Hero, hero. <laughs> for real. So have you, um, we were talking a little bit offline before and um, I think Danny said that she had been thinking about doing a podcast. Is that right? Yeah. So in my personal life, and it was another uh, project that I wanted to do from the library um, itself is just to share with the local community and to engage um, a population that doesn't necessarily visit the library it's because they, on the like surface of things, they w- don't know why they would like they have internet access and they watch Netflix and why would they go to a library? Like it has books. We have Google, you know, like how could it compare? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I feel like there really is still a gap of, of the knowledge that people have and the perception they have of what libraries used to be and what they're currently doing and what our, what our mission is now in the 21st century with Google and Netflix, etc. Yeah. And so you guys, when did we start your chapter? Like fall of 2018? Yeah, I think it was September. Oh, wow. Time. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say it was spring, but you know. Yeah, I feel like right very <laughs> like early on, we talked about you guys curating a playlist and oh, yeah. when I looked at the calendar, I was like, oh, April is National Library Week. Like, let's let's schedule you for that. It's sort of a perfect fit. Yeah. So um, so tell me a little bit about sort of the process that you went through when you were curating the playlist, which I should mention to our listeners, if they want to find the playlist, they should go to podcastbrunchclub.com slash libraries. Um, there's some there's five awesome episodes on there. And yeah. So tell me a little bit about that experience. What was it like to curate it? How did you come up with the theme? I mean, I know we sort of broadly said libraries, but you guys wanted to, you know, do the evolution of libraries. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I think part of what we wanted to do was really illustrate what libraries are doing today and how it's really I mean, it's changing so quickly, and I think it's sort of trying to become um, basically like a bridge, you know, between kind of what what things that we sort of hope that we can make for our community, you know what I mean? Like stuff that's maybe not being provided, um, trying to kind of step into that gap. And I think a lot of times people really don't think of that when they think of libraries. And so I think the library itself is kind of trying to rebrand, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. We're not an archive. Right. We're not just kind of sitting at desks, like, you know, g- granting you access to information. Like it's, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a whole community resource really. And so trying to kind of help illustrate that and, um, which was, it was, it was hard to kind of find things that really, um, that people had done podcasts on that illustrated that point really well, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a challenge to kind of think about because you like, we know anecdotally that libraries are doing all kinds of things. Right. But, um, but then like finding that represented in podcasts was, was harder, right. Harder than I thought for sure. Yeah. I did too. Cause I, I thought, Oh, this will be a piece of cake. Somebody will have made like funny things to say about what happens in libraries. Um, but then making sure that they were relevant um, mm-hmm. 
to a really wide audience and, and thinking about this as like an international opportunity that libraries in, you know, Idaho in the U.S. are completely different than libraries that might exist in Bolivia, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and being able to procure something that everybody can relate to. And also part of the questions that we wanted to is like, we didn't want to just brag the whole time, like about libraries. We really did want people to like consider like, uh, would, why don't you use a library? Uh, what problems do you see, uh, that face libraries or, or like roadblocks socially for them still existing? Yeah. Um, we want it to be, uh, a balanced conversation yeah. so that, you know, it's not just us being like, well, we know how great we are, which we do, but <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, you guys are great. <laughs> we want everyone to come to that conclusion completely on their own. Well, and yeah, that was <laughs> no, no nudges necessary. <laughs> that was something that like, I, uh, I really wanted to find sort of more like stories about international libraries. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to learn about like what they're like, like not in the U S you know? And that was such a bummer that it was mm-hmm. so hard to find, mm-hmm. you know, it was so hard to find podcasts and like that could just be my own like inability, but Oh man, I was, it really made me like super curious and kind of think about like, well, what does the system look like, you know, internationally? Um, that was a struggle mm-hmm. to find yeah. and like something I really wanted to learn, you know, <laughs> We got to put our research skills to work, you know, which is, I, I find joy in, in research because I'm that nerd, but like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as easy as I, I thought it was going to be. And it, it took a lot of time to narrow it down, make sure that we weren't yeah. coming up with, um, episodes that overlapped too much information. Like we didn't want the audience to be like, Oh, I already heard this in the other ones. We wanted each of them to add right. something new. Yeah, it is. It's a fine balance. I mean, it's it's um, something that you're exactly right. Like you want them to complement each other, but you don't want them to have the same information as each other. And so and like you have this very clear idea of what types of information you mm-hmm. want to hear about or like the topics. But then when you find the, the episode that actually covers that topic, right, they might not do mm-hmm. it well. I mean, let's be yeah. frank, not every podcast does, you know, does it well. And so yeah. you don't want to support <laughs> right, yeah. people all over the world <laughs> to listening to junk, you know, or it might be really good information, yes. but it's like horribly yeah, boring yeah. Or, or something, right? And so it's yeah, it's definitely it's a little bit juggling. That's why we po- we we chose um, the Schmanners episode because they did like a humorous way of talking about the history of libraries, which really is yeah. fascinating, you know. And that's why the evolution of libraries was a good thing because they have some some serious historical significance as far as the information that we now know and our perception of what the world is and the knowledge that has been shared. Um, but like that could be a total snooze fest (laughs) and, and we came across a couple episodes where they were and and we looked at each other and we're like, Mm -hmm. this one's not it. (laughs) This one's Mm -hmm. not it. I know. (laughs) So, um, so I'm curious a little bit about how is, how's your chapter going? Your, your library, your, our first library chapter. And I'd love to hear like, what's the feedback? It was really exciting. 
We threw mm-hmm. a lot of events. <laughs> that was that was awesome. We tried to get we tried to get um, local podcasters involved, like the hosts themselves, to say, "Hey, we want you guys to know each other." Uh, yeah. What you What do you have going on? Um, tell us about what you guys listen to. What like inspires you to to do your own? Um, yeah. And Emily and I take turns running the program, going to each mm-hmm. of the clubs. And the clubs themselves have had evolutions of, you know, different sites that we've been trying to have it at, like different people that come each time. So mm-hmm. it's di- it's different every month. I, Emily, do you mind if I tell the story about um, the the one that you went to? So we held, um, we've been trying to hold it at places that people can get food and drink. Uh-huh. And so we called up one of our establishments downtown that they serve like beer food and, and drinks. And we said, Hey, we want to do this. Are you busy on this night? And they said, yeah, no, no, it shouldn't be a problem at all. And then, you know, Emily showed up and it was, it was not a good fit because that's, that month's episode was about disabilities and they didn't have like, they were super establishments downstairs and And also like very full and very loud. And I was like, wow, like we can't even get a table. Like this is really awful. (laughs) 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 It's really stressful. We learned a really hard way for that, for that month. We learned the hard way. Yeah. We've been sort of trying to get in our stride as far as, um, you know, where we're holding it and trying to like get the word out. And we've, it's interesting because we'll kind of have like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have some returning people and then we'll have some, t- some months where it's like totally different people than the month before. But then because we switch off and Danny and I will do every other month, it's a little hard to keep gauge on like, you know, <laughs> who's coming and right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, that's kind of a challenge yeah. by itself, but um, I mean, we've had a blast doing it and it seems like, you know, the people that are coming are really enjoying it. So yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. they, they are. They, and they are people like we've heard back from the people who don't use the library coming to this program. Oh, So that is a, for me, that is a huge win to say like, I can, if I can just share this little bit, like, Hey, you're, you're working on this project. Did you know we have a 3d printer and you can come in and like, build something for that and that or we would teach you that skill um or you know did you know like when i first started in libraries um i grew up in a real rural area and this was before dvds existed uh so when i like moved here and i was an adult I didn't know that libraries had CDs. <laughs> I didn't know that they offered movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you're alone, though. Like, I think the majority of people hear libraries right. and they think books. And yeah, I yeah. think that Podcast Brunch Club, I mean, we asked the question and you guys saw on Facebook, on the Facebook group, you know, what do you use your library? And if so, how? And we got some great responses, like people totally, use yeah. it. But yeah, I think that maybe podcast brunch club members are a little bit um, already filtered. They're not like right. they're people who crave information to begin with. Yeah, and so th- they're curious. Yeah, so they're gonna find they're gonna f- go to their library and find what's going find out what's going on. And you know, I've always I don't know I have to plug my library. Like I live in the suburbs of Chicago, and um, 
my uh, my I recently moved to the suburbs. I was in the city for a long time, and then, um, and right around the time I moved, they created a maker space, which is yeah. amazing. It's uh, it's phenomenal. I seriously, I'm still planning on it. I don't know if I'm going to get around to it, but I want to go there and just do a quick video oh, and yes. I'll post it on the <laughs> Facebook group of like all of the That'd things be that they We'd have. Cause it's it. seriously like they have a sewing machine. They have yeah. an embroidery, ma- embroidery so machine. Cool. They have a soldering <laughs> iron, you know, like yes. it's, <laughs> it really is a true maker space. And there's like five people there at any given time there to help you figure out how to make the thing that you want to make. So it's like, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go there and make the thing I want to make. It's like, I have this idea. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to make it. So, but there's like five people there that are going to help me do it. Yeah. And they're fantastic. They have a podcast room and a green screen so that if you're like doing video yeah. work, they have like all the conversion tools for like converting a VHS tape into digital or your photos into digital or whatever. Yeah, It's, and it's pretty amazing what libraries are doing. We, we want it to be like a lifeline to what the community actually needs. And so it's not just access to information. It's like you're living an active life there are things that you want to do projects hobbies Mm -hmm. um like employment goals that you have and the joy in that is to be connected and actually you know say all right well let's do this thing let's let's figure it out let's figure out what you want to do and how to get you there yeah and and equipment is really expensive and this brings up like the other thing about libraries is that there's a huge economic divide between people who have and people who don't. And the library is, is truly trying to narrow that um, by saying like, no matter who you are or your income level or where you live, like you deserve access to, to, you know, all these modern technologies that will help you live your life the way that, you know, you want to. Well, and I think yeah. that's another really yeah. important um, aspect too to talk about is like, um, like I tell what you were saying about you know that not only do they have the the tools, but they have the people to help you utilize those tools. And I think like that's such an important yeah. thing when, you, especially like mm-hmm. even thinking about the internet, right? Like you know, there's so much information and there's so much out there, and like helping people kind of be like literate about that. Right. And think about like, how do you find good information and Mm -hmm. how do you like navigate these spaces? And I think like, that's such a huge important role that the library can do. It's just like helping people kind of sift through like, you know, all kinds of things. And also, so not only like utilizing things, but also sort of that information literacy side too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the beautiful thing of what you just said is that it's, it's, it's definitely about the resources that the library has available, right? It's the books, it's the technology, it's the tools or whatever. But like, that's only half of the equation. The other half are the librarians mm-hmm. and the people who work at the library to help people get access and like learn how to use those tools. And that's often yeah. overlooked, I think, you know, and because my there's right. plenty of maker spaces that I could go to and yeah. use, but like, I don't know how to use them. And I have an idea in my head, but translating it into this thing or mm-hmm. whatever, it's, I need help. And that's exactly yeah. what librarians yeah. are there to do. So like, I thank you guys. That's like, why we chose the room of requirement because it speaks to how much a individual can make a difference on a person's yeah. life. You know, if there's a librarian who, 
showed up and helped a kid find books uh, for, you know, the, what was it, like six to nine months of their childhood that they didn't realize that they were, you know, homeless. And then they grew up and they did fantastic things and became a librarian of their yeah. own. And that's how I feel about it, too, is that my own story in becoming a librarian involves a librarian. Oh, does it? It actually involves two. Yeah, yeah, two. So in high school, um, I had an awful librarian. She was the worst. She had all these horrible rules that didn't make any sense. And she was strict and unfriendly. And she really it seemed like she just didn't want people there <laughs> at all. And so I was like, well, you know, that's not an inviting space, you know. And then I I visited a library for a, a writing uh, workshop and I met the librarian. I was like, I want to be mm. you. I've been wondering what to do with my life. I've been wondering all these directions that I could go and career paths, et cetera. And then I met her and I was like, yep. What do, what do I have to do to, to grow up to be you? <laughs> that's So, and here I am nine years awesome. later. Does she know that? Yeah, she does. We became good friends. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Emily? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I don't know. I've always kind of, libraries have sort of always been in my life, right? Like I've always kind of gone to the library as like a young kid and then, you know, in college and just always sort of have been like I kind of gravitate towards them, you know, when I go to a new place, that's where I go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like I used to, I worked in um, disability services for a while. Okay. And so I did kind of direct care and um, working with people, basically trying to help them live as independently as possible. Um, and then I kind of, I moved away, like I moved to a different state and I was like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm kind of restarting my, you know, employment and figuring out where I want to go. And um, so I really, I really love the idea of kind of like, you know, helping people and um, being in a space where I could do that. But also in the job that I had, you know, it was so sort of um, bureaucratic and there was a lot of things that didn't work very well and <laughs> it was really kind of depressing and hard and um so when I thought about libraries I was like wow that's actually a really cool kind of in between where it's like I get to I get to help and I get to be part of this like organization that's doing some really amazing like you know groundbreaking things and so sort of figuring out that like oh that was like a really awesome kind of springboard into like you know a career where I could feel like I was doing kind of, yeah, I was still being able to do some yeah. really like amazing things and also like really proud of the organization itself, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. So I want to yeah. talk a little bit about the playlist that you guys Absolutely. put together. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you did a fantastic job and I think oh, thank that, you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I think that we'll have a lot to talk about at our podcast brunch club meetings. I, I, mine is coming up on Sunday and I'm hoping to bring yes. some of my like masterpieces that I created at my makerspace library. But, um, yes. <laughs> but, um, so I guess not to put you on the spot, but did you guys, did either of you have a favorite or did any of them stick with you really, really hard? Gosh. Um, I, I mean, I love the This American Life one, obviously, because I, I get really, I, I just love that show. And also I was like, uh, I feel like they're going to do a really cool take on libraries. And I feel like they did, you they know? Did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, I, I really liked that one a lot. I, I liked uh, the library services to jails and prisons because that's another like formative part of 
some I like attended a conference once where I didn't know that was a thing. And I heard the person speak and I said, I wanted to get involved this way too. I thought like, <laughs> this is what libraries are for too. Like th they're about allowing um, a space and, and assisting a space where people get to learn and be educated and, and like that can be such uh, mm -hmm. an instrumental part of re-entry for, for individuals who've been incarcerated. Yeah. So I love that episode because it's close to my heart. And then <laughs> I really like Schmanner because it's funny. <laughs> because the McElroys are hilarious. They are hilarious. So actually, that brings me to my question. So I want to talk a little, I want to ask you one of the conversation starter questions. Um, so if you could put a library anywhere, I love this question, by the way, you guys put put together a great list of questions for us too. But if you could put a library anywhere, such as a prison, where would you put one? So I think a really cool place for a library would be kind of like, uh, I don't know, like natural spaces, you know, like state parks and things like that. Because I feel like people go there, right, to experience and like to like mm. get, uh, I don't know, like history and all of those good things. So I think it'd be a really cool, really cool combination. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, thank you. I would say like places where you like sit down and don't have anything else to do. Mm, DMV. Like uh, <laughs> doctor's offices. Uh, the DMV. <laughs> um, if you were like an astronaut, I feel mm. like you'd really want one in your rocket ship. Uh, because you don't have anything else to do. You're out there. You don't have friends or family. Like, what are you going to do? Read, of course. Except for then, like, then I think of about the um, the motion sickness. And oh, yeah. then I'm like, that wouldn't yeah. be good. Oh. Did you know that they have uh, libraries on cruise ships? Oh. Yeah, sense. I didn't know this either. I learned this like a year ago. And I was like, yeah, that's genius. I want that job, please. So. So one of our members, um, Stephen, actually, who does the editing for this for the podcast, he actually posted an episode recently that his that his girlfriend, Pia, who also helps with Podcast Brunch Club, and she um, she did an interview about the latest innovation in libraries, and it's called the Little Free Library. And yeah, we have those. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> I remember I had a house of a couple years ago where my neighbor had like a little box in his front yard for like the neighborhood kids oh, to just come I and he it. had two Adirondack <laughs> chairs right next to it so they oh. could just like hang out in his front yard and take a book um but the other thing I wanted to bring up is that I actually asked this same exact question on Facebook just before oh. we started recording and I've gotten a couple of answers already yeah so Caesar from um, from Milwaukee, he says in a bar by the beach. Nice, that's a genius that's a good idea. <laughs> yes, <laughs> get that Debbie McComber. Um, and then Nicole says on an airplane, and then she says, "Don't think too hard about how to return the book because then it's the worst idea." <laughs> yeah, they have them in airports. The airport. Did you know that? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. When you get so the people the while they're waiting for a flight, they can. Oh. They can, this is already a thing. Our town actually has one. Should be able to return it to another airport library. Well, it's an ebook. Oh, it's like, a, okay. It's an ebook or an, an e audio book. It's not a yeah. physical one. And then Tim, Tim says, My wife has one. It's called Our House. 
Nice. <laughs> so I guess we should all go over to, to Tim's house next time we want to get a book. Yeah. Um, totally. But yeah, I yeah. mean, we've gotten some really good responses on Facebook to this. I think it was a a um a playlist that really resonated with a lot of people. People really love their libraries, which it's really just a beautiful thing to see. And the I want to ask you just one final question before we wrap up. I know you guys are staying late um, for this. So, um, but tell me a little bit about like what you guys do on a day-to-day basis and where you think the libraries are going in the future or where they should go in the future. Yeah, I think, I mean, so like today, right, just as an example, I had somebody come in and they were like, well, my refrigerator is leaking and I don't know what to do. So I need you to help me fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So like, just, I mean, it's awesome because you literally have no idea what will happen. Like every day at work, you're just something new. And it's always like, you know, it's like, there's a lot of computer help. There's a lot of like job help. Right. But then there's just like those random things where you're like, I never expected this question. And it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, and there's such a variety, right? Like, um, you know, it's like helping people like every day. I feel like there's, there's, uh, resources we have that you, you know, tell people about, they had no idea, like all of our databases and Mm -hmm. our eBooks. And I mean, it's just, it's awesome to kind of be able to like share that with people. And they're like, what, all this is free. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think just, and just, um, continuing, I think to be really in tune with the community and figuring out like what, we can do next you know I think like I think like really following um following like what is needed not necessarily what we think would be cool but like what you know people actually need and people are actually letting us know that you know would be helpful um I think that's super important as far as like what we can do in the future and and mine's more my answer is a little bit more on the sentimental side so uh I feel like bartenders and librarians have something in common, and that is, like, people come to us and they want to talk. And that is often a really big part of our job is being available (laughs) for people to tell us about their lives. Um, You hear some really interesting things. Like, I had a woman once who asked me if she could give me a hug, and I was okay with that. Um, Mm. and she said that really meant a lot to her because she just lost her dad. And then she wanted me to tell, she wanted to tell me about that. And Mm -hmm. it was obvious like she didn't have really anyone else to do that with. And that is a, a touching place. You also have like kids you have to yell at to like put their shoes Mm -hmm. back on and stop standing on the chairs. You know, you get, you get all, all points, all spectrum, all genres of, of people. And for me, it's, the library is a place where it's available for everyone, no matter what your income is, no matter what your background is, no matter, you know, whether you have a PhD or you don't have a reading level past yeah. third grade. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're here and we're not judging. Yeah. That's huge. It's, it's like the opposite of automation, right? Like the opposite of, you know, a robot being able to take over the job, right? Sure, sure, like, yeah. Yeah. We need humans. We need humans yes. to like yeah. support. Yeah. Support people. <laughs> well, you guys, this was awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I appreciate you guys staying late at work for this. Um, 
I can't wait to hear how your library we discussion goes. I'm going to tell you guys all about mine. Yeah. And yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, Podcast Brunch Club. A quick thanks to our organizational partners, Podchaser, Critical Frequency, Audio Boom, and Listen Notes. These are all companies you should look into if you're interested in great content and podcast discovery. They support and give back to the listener community. If you're an individual or an organization and you want to support the amazing listener community, think about becoming a supporter. Go to patreon.com slash podcastbrunchclub. Hey everyone, this is Steve. I'm the leader of the Minneapolis chapter of the Podcast Brunch Club. I'm here with some info about everyone who makes this show possible. Most importantly, please rate and review the Podcast Brunch Club podcast on your podcast player of choice. Helps us out a lot. The music you heard today is downloaded from Free Music Archive, and this episode featured music from a longtime contributor to the Creative Commons community, Poddington Bear, with their song Elephant Walk. The ad music is from Mazel Ghana, with their song Paradise. Podcast Brunch Club is organized by the amazing bionic woman, Adela. Adela's co-host on the podcast is Sarah Da Silva, the leader of the Houston chapter of the Podcast Brunch Club and founder of Audible Feast. Audio editing is done by me, Steven Zampanti. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening!